All right, my name's Todd Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. And this is Kathy Adams. Um, very special show this week. We have, what is this? This is our third guest, technically? Yes. Dr. Kelly, our chiropractor, who we talk about every single week, is here. Dr. Kelly, say hello. Hello. And um, this came up because I listen to NBC Nightly News every day. Every day. Brian Williams, I listen to him on my iPhone. And every single day for the last few weeks, they've been telling you about how you have to get your flu shot. And so every day you've been asking me, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? Well, not every day. I've been asking you every day. That's true. I'm exaggerating. So a few times you have brought up, are we going to do it? Right. So I was getting adjusted for Dr. Kelly, I think last Thursday or last Tuesday, and I just threw that out there. I said, Dr. Kelly, what do you think of the flu shot? Are you getting it? What did you say to me? I said, you know, it's something that you need to be educated on so that you can make the best decision for for your family and that there are a lot of pros and cons about getting the flu shot and you got to make sure that you know both pros and cons so you can decide if it's right for your family. Okay, so because on NBC Nightly News, and Brian Williams is a guy I trust because for no other reason because I think he's funny on Saturday Night Live. Right, he is, and on 30 Rock. And on 30 Rock. And um, But they always come up with these statistics. Like, I, I'm probably going to butcher the stat, but it said something like, you're 63% less likely to get the flu if you get the flu shot. And I think it's important to say that on this in this podcast, we're not telling you to get it. Or to not get or it. Or to not get it. Mm-hmm. We are simply supplying you with some different resources aside from the ones. Because all I hear on the national news is how you have to get it. You right. have to get it. They don't give the other side of the opinion. So what we're doing here today is maybe giving you some resources on the other side of the table. Right, and there are the research out there that says, there's a study that was done in 2006 that reported that um, out of adults, only six, it only re- reduced your risk of getting the flu by 6%. Okay. And, wow. you know, what's the point? 6%. I mean... So well. somewhere between the 60-some-odd percent that I heard on Brian Williams and the 6% you just threw out... There's quite a bit of differing information out there. Is that right. safe to say? Are you asking me? I'm looking at you. Well, I, again, I, I guess, you know, I mean, some of the information that Dr. Kelly's going to share here, I have read too, things she's given me and just things that I've seen. But I'm also reading the medical information too. But yes, there is a gray area in there. There's other things um, that we can do to take care of ourselves. But before we do that... Dr. It, Kelly has some things to Yeah, share. you talked about the medical. Well, this that study in 2006 was the medical research. Yeah. You're just not hearing about it in the uh, media. And I brought that idea up because I thought the pharmacies own the networks. Yeah. And, and that is um, an opinion that a lot of people have. Yes, yeah. it is an opinion a lot of people have. <laughs> um, one other study was, it was a, uh, an MD, and he reported that five consecutive flu shots increase your risk by tenfold to get Alzheimer's disease. And... Again, it's okay, so where is the balance for you and your family? Do you want to increase your risk of Alzheimer's by trying to prevent the The flu? flu, And only a handful of flu viruses are you actually protecting your family from for that year. Whereas I think it's better to focus on how you're going to keep yourself healthy so that when you are exposed to the flu that you're doing a good job of keeping your body healthy. So how many different flu viruses are out there? Is it like millions or is there 10 or do you have any idea? Oh, there are there are tons because they all can mutate just a hair. And if it's just a hair off, 
you may not um, be protected from that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I want to talk about is the difference between natural immunity and acquired vaccine-acquired immunity. There's a difference because natural immunity is something that you produce uh, memory cells to, and it's lifelong, whereas the acquired, the vaccine-acquired immunity is something that you just produce an antibody to, and it's short term. So you always think of that, you know, how you have to get a booster shot for something. Mm-hmm. So, cause it, it, it dwindles. It's but, short term. Yeah. Short term. So you're saying mm-hmm. I get a vaccine for the flu. I, not, me, nor you, nor our girls got it this year, right? Not this year. We have mm-hmm. done it in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, so I get this shot and it's going to protect me from a few strains. Yep. And you're saying if I get the exact same strain in 20 years from now, odds are I'll still get that flu. Yes, because you produce just an antibody to it. And 20 years from now, you'd be less likely. And the chances of really getting the exact one 20 is, years from now is, is small. So small. Because they mutate constantly. They, yeah, okay. because they're good learners. They right. learn quick and they pick up on on that. And as you're getting the vac, the uh, the flu shot, you have to. One of the things I recommend is that you ask to read the ingredients inside the flu shot because, along with those handful of viruses that you're getting, you're also getting a lot of other stuff, um, stuff that is toxic to your body. Uh, the main thing, you know, is mercury. Mercury is in the vaccine. It's not listed as mercury. It's listed as thermothal. So when you're mm-hmm. reading the ingredients, you have to kind of know the other Why names for it. Why don't they rate it. mercury just to throw people off so they don't get mad? That well, because of the different form, mm-hmm. right? Of yeah, and right and to, well, to phrase think it. about how sugar has fifty thousand different names. Yeah, you right. know, fructose, corn syrup. You know, there's like there actually I have a list of what sugar really is. So it's probably the same kind of thing. And like <clears throat> antifreeze, we think of antifreeze. We don't think of the chemical compound of what it is. And mm-hmm. so you read your label as you're reading the ingredients, ethylene glycol, right? So that is antifreeze, and it's inside the flu shot that you're getting. Um, aluminum, which we said was increasing your risk of Alzheimer's, which is linked medical research. It's not like anything. It's This is medical research that's stating it. Um, and then it's grown on the uh, a chicken embryo, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're allergic to eggs... You shouldn't. You could be allergic to, to the, the flu, flu shot. shot. They used to ask that question, didn't they? I feel like there was one shot that they would say, is anyone here allergic to eggs? Maybe they don't ask that anymore. I got no idea. Or maybe are other vaccines grown on eggs? And that's the thing. They, some maybe. Some are actually grown on um, aborted embryos. So... Yeah. yeah, fetuses. So you're kind of you have to you have to ask and just ask for the ingredient list, and you'll know what it was grown on, and then you can make the choice for yourself. Well, and I think right. what you say is ask for the ingredients list, but then you have to know what these ingredients are because if it said mercury and antifreeze, I have a feeling <laughs> like, right? there would be a lot <laughs> you have less to know, people taking yeah. it. So you have to kind of give yourselves the education and what these ingredients actually are. Mm-hmm. Right, safe and, to say. and that's the whole thing that I feel is important is that you. You know, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and be as educated as possible. And you have to be okay with what your decision is at that time. Right. You made the decision based on the knowledge that you had at hand for your family. And that was great. Exactly. And, and as you learn more, make different decisions, it can change. But you have to be okay with what decision you make. And that you, exactly. And that it's your decision and that you have done your own investigation and whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Because my dad has some chronic illnesses and he my parents got the flu shot Mm -hmm. and they're like this is what we're going to do this is what we do every year this is what makes us feel more protected and i honor that completely that's what they need to do exactly and that's and sometimes mentally you know health is that physical mental and chemical so mentally they feel better then that 
naturally is going to keep the win. Now, did he feel exactly. fevery, achy after it? You know what? I didn't ask. I didn't. A- I don't think so. Or else I think they would have relayed that to mm-hmm. me. And he does get it every year because yeah. he does have some heart issues. But I think what you said is exactly the point: is it helps them feel better in mentally, you know, potentially physically, and so that affects everything. Well, and run. you know, my problem is that now I didn't get it, and I don't think I'm going to get it. But the the reason I might get it in the future is because if I did get the flu this year and I didn't get the flu shot, I'd be like, ah. But how would you know if if you got the flu if that was, if the shot virus had it for the flu virus that you had? Because I I understand that, but my brain is so messed up in thinking (laughs) that if I got it... That brain is so yeah. messed up. My brain is so messed And I think a lot of people would do would do that too. Okay, like, and here's my thing too. We talk about colds. It is good to mm. have a cold. It's good to be able to. A cold is your body expressing its full life. It Your immune system has to go out into battle and fight off the germs. So mm-hmm. that way they're stronger. The kids, I love seeing running noses. It's great. A fever. You know, body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do and it makes them stronger. So that when they are parents and their kid comes home with all the fun germs that they come home, the body knows what to do. Pulls into gear and it does what it's got to do. It's practice. It is. It's, and it releases what it doesn't need anymore. It figures out a way to get rid of it. Um, and that's interesting because we talk about on the show all the time emotions, right? And how kids will have emotions and then you let them out. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same thing. You know, if you're suppressing it or keeping it inside or, or not allowing it to come out. To do its natural. To do its natural process. That may not be such a good thing. Well, and this makes sense to me now. I mean, I've taught, I have enough friends who are doctors that have told me that fevers are not a bad thing. Exactly. And, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Clay, we see you every week, so you kind of preach that idea too. And we have seen parents that the minute that their kid gets a one-degree fever, like it goes from 98.6 to 99.6, they stuff Tylenol down their throat. Mm-hmm. And if I don't think they're... You know, that's not something that we would do. We, th- you know, once it gets like really, really high, and you need to bring it down just to give them a sense of comfort. But a fever by itself is not necessarily such a bad thing. Would you agree with that? I now? think fever is an awesome thing because it's your body fully expressing health. Your body has n- a natural response of what it's supposed to do in a pathway that it's supposed to go on. I mean, you think about if you're out in the woods, you're camping, right, and you have water um, that you take, what do you do? There's germs in it. So you boil it. You heat it up to kill everything off. And that's what the fever is doing. Exactly what your body's intended to do. It's heating it up to kill off all that stuff. You know, there is a balance. Again, if your child is refusing to drink, you know, hydration is a key. Then you, then you have to, you know, bring in medical, um, attention. Okay. They're, they're not drinking and dehydration Mm -hmm. can occur so fast Mm -hmm. that those are a huge red flag, but high fever to me is good. The body's burning it Mm -hmm. off. And then once, I don't know, I mean, once you let them go through that, as soon as they hit that spike, and then boom, it's they just respond so fast. Totally. The body did exactly what it did. It went completely out, full swing battle, war, fought it, won it, came home. And I don't know, I think like when you look at the kids, after they break that that uh, fever, I don't know, I feel like they feel like that sense of pride, like, oh, look what I just did. You exactly. know what I mean? I fought. It was good for them to feel down. Mm-hmm. It's good to, to kind of feel discomfort because feeling that discomfort is a part of life or yeah. physical bodies you know you are going to have some down times but look i was down i fought it and here i you know here i go again exactly. well i think you just answered this but my question would be like for the for the tylenol heavy parents that are out there or whatever whatever medicine that they end up taking what's the harm 
in I, bringing their fever down. Well, and I was just going to say something to that point is that when you're saying the Tylenol heavy parents, the reason that in my belief system that they are giving their children Tylenol, it's different. Because they love them. Because they love them. They don't want to see they them. They don't want to see them suffer. And discomfort, exactly. Right? So they're like, oh my gosh, you don't feel good. Because I was just telling Dr. Kelly before we started how in the middle of the night when the girls wake up and they're crying and they're in discomfort, I'm like, oh my gosh, take Tylenol. Because yeah. I just want them to go to sleep well, and be comfortable. And But the truth is they don't want it and that it's better if they. De- you know, work through that and feel that, and feel that. Well, that's the other thing. It's funny when you say because I think a lot of parents would hear you say, "My kids don't want it," right? And it's weird because we kind of do let them make their decision. Yeah, we say, "Do you want Tylenol?" Right, and they kind of know what it is. They, I think, I mean, they know. Oh, yeah. it, they know it tastes good, which it right. does because it's purple, and everything purple tastes good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> and then it's got fun other stuff. And in it's there. got other st- <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh, no sugar at all. Yeah, I'm sure. no, no. yeah. Oh, it's probably coated with sugar. Oh, right? yeah. food coloring that yeah. you could be allergic to, but <laughs> we won't go there. But <laughs> most of the time, um, they say no. Yeah. Every now and again, they'll say yes. Whereas, but the thing is, if they're if they were brought up in a different household and they, since they were born, they know that this is what you do when you get sick. Of course, they're going to say yes. So, if we can give any advice to parents, is don't make this decision for them. I mean, unless it's a really big concern and you know they're dehydrated or the. Oh yeah, you have to catch that before dehydration steps in. But I think too, it's. Uh, learning habits that when you are feeling in discomfort, kids can release so fast. And I think it's good to get into that habit that you're in discomfort, they can release it, let go of it. So that way later on in life when they are in discomfort, they're not going to turn to a Tylenol for the answer. They're going to have learned methods to release that, let go of it, and move on. Hey, I've been in discomfort before. I know what it's like. This is, like, I let my body do what it's supposed to do. And wow, look, I feel so much better. I'm a stronger person. And I didn't turn to something outside to heal what's going, what's on, going in, on inside. inside. Trusting the process. You know, yeah. like the language we use a lot with the girls is your body knows exactly what to do. Your body knows exactly what to do. And the more that they see that, even though they're in discomfort in that moment, just like you said, that they work through it, then they trust what their body's doing. And Right, and they've done it now. Exactly. How many times? They trust their body. They know how to do it. The body mm-hmm. knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's an automatic habit, and they just do it. Exactly. And they're not turning to something outside, and it's, and it's uh, inside. And then they're reducing all the toxins that um, they would be reduced or that would be exposed to if they had turned to something else. All right, exactly. so this is what I want to do. I want to talk about our first partner, Helping Hands Made Services. Okay. Um, they do, what do they do, sweetie? They clean houses. And do we have that done for us? Yes, last Wednesday, thank goodness, because there's a lot of people in our house. Yeah, so season. they're on a once-a-monthly basis for us, yeah. and it's really, really it's good. It's really been helpful. Um, HelpingHandsMadeServices.com, 630-530-1324. Taglines, do you remember what they are? Um, one call does it all. Life is too short to clean your home. That's right. So I actually read. I was cheating. It's all about self-care. Well, this is what I, um, switching over back to Dr. Kelly, question for her. Um, one thing that I have heard from people is that they're like, do I get sick or do I get the flu shot? As if those are the two choices. So there's this gray area in between where regardless of what your choice is, what are some ways that we can, what are some ways that people can stay healthy during these winter months that aren't related to shots? Right. And I, I always like to view the glass half full and focus on it being half full and naturally to keep your body staying healthy and fully expressing your life. For me as a chiropractor, your brain and nervous system, why should it make no difference I'm a chiropractor or not, your brain and nervous system controls everything keeping you healthy. That's the way your body is designed. So as a chiropractor, I work to make sure your nervous system is 
function as optimal as possible. Mm-hmm. And as your nervous system is functioning optimal as possible, you can identify that, the, hey, there's a virus in my body. Let's address that and not get confused. You know, with um, some of the shots, there's an increased risk of autoimmune disorders. Your body starts attacking itself because it's not clear what's going on. Oh. So we want to focus on keeping your body identifying at its optimal level, it knows exactly what an, what an invader is. A germ came in, and it doesn't matter if that germ is a virus from the flu, if it is a bacteria, if it's uh, you know if it's strep, if it's yeast, fungus. Uh, no matter what it is, you want to make sure that your immune system can fight all of it off. And that's where I like to focus on making sure your body can fight no matter what invader is coming right. in, right? And so <clears throat> things to keep you ha- um, healthy naturally. One is make sure your nervous system is is functioning. So there is an interference that can occur to that, and those are subluxations, and that's what chiropractor works on um, to remove that so you stay at that optimal level. And then bring in other fun things. Avoid sugar. And I know that's hard with the kids, especially, right, the holidays, Mm -hmm. all the good junk that was out there. I don't know if hard is the word. It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Too strong. Well, I mean, sugar, like whenever I think of sugar, I think of like fruity pebbles. But you're talking about white bread. Yeah. You're talking about regular pasta. Is there sugar in regular pasta or no? It breaks down to a sugar form. Forget it. I mean, not forget it, but it's really challenging. It's It's so easy to say. It's a lifestyle change. And you and I, when we did that cleanse, kind of learned about everything that sugar is in. Mm -hmm. And so it helps me. I'm not saying that we don't have any sugar in this house, but I'm saying I have better awareness about what sugar is in. Mm -hmm. And even good sugar. too much fruit because it, yeah. it, it breaks down. So you have to be careful with how much fruit you have. You need to have the green, dark green leafy vegetables. And That's right because the smoothies that? that I make are really green and vegetable But the smoothies that you make are red and purple no, I because put of just all as the strawberries. No, I put true. just as many greens, but I put you, more strawberries on top and it makes it red. You have no mm-hmm. idea how much kale I put I in I know. Ours. I don't want to see even mm-hmm. though I drink it. You drink good. it, but you say it tastes worse, but that's because it's better for I you. I know. Okay, moving on. What that's else sorry. do we need to do? I was just the sugar. It, it, even though it's coming from the strawberries, mm-hmm. it's still having the same effect within the body, elevating it, and it does it does throw you off. So you got to find that, that balance. So, nice balance. Yeah. Function, optimal functioning in our uh, nervous system, avoiding the sugars. Mm-hmm maximizing vitamin D's. And here's the thing too, in the winter, we're not outside as much Mm -hmm. and the sun is not as strong. So your vitamin D levels, how many people get the flu in the summer? Very rare, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you had a cold, was it the flu or was it some type of cold that you were being exposed to just a different type of of virus out there so maximizing vitamin d and there are um, ways to test that um rest plenty of rest Mm -hmm. again i think like the holidays it's crazy your schedules are all thrown off and that's where you know life's balance you got to find out what works for you and you're failing but you know when you are burning that candle at both ends right it increases your risk so the rest and the reduced stress. And how do you do that in a family? You know, mm-hmm. it's, not it's, easy. it's a fun balance. But it's in like, I like the word balance so much because there will be days <clears throat> or weekend nights where you are out later or, you know, the kids have a big, you know, play or soccer yeah. tournament or whatever. But then the next night, put them to bed a little earlier. Yeah. Let them relax and read. It, it's, I always kind of feel like one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off at least. And hopefully you get a few more days to rest than that. But that's the way I look at it. And y- 
you have to make that effort, just like you have to schedule the time for when the piano lesson is, when the basketball practice is. You have to say, okay, no, it's downtime. That's it. We yes. need, this is what we need, and this is what we're, we're, where our family is going to be at. We are doing downtime. Respect for downtime. Yes. And trusting that that's a good thing for our bodies and that it actually helps with even something like getting sick. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Uh-oh. No, She's you got have... a few more on the list. Do you have a few I more? Have just two more. Give me two more and then I'll go into my, uh, my rant. My garlic. I oh. love... Oh, Dr. Kelly's garlic. Every week she tells me about chewing I love... garlic. It what, works. cloves of garlic? What are you talking about? Clove. Fresh raw clove. You just How gotta... bad does it taste? One to ten. I do not like spicy things. I will tell you that my kids have never done the garlic, but you can rub it. You know, Kathy, you do a lot on the feet. On the rub feet. it in the feet. And my um, feet stink bad enough as it is. <laughs> they say two... Cloves of garlic is social threshold. Okay, and why so, garlic? Because everything. it kills everything. Doesn't matter. Even Ken. vampires. Even vampires. You know, <laughs> it keeps the germs away. So don't worry about any other kids playing with your kids because totally, they're not going no to go buy them. So they don't have to worry right. about the germs. How about do it before bed? Is right, that, and that's typically right. what I do. I'll mm-hmm. take a clove, and I can only do like a, a quarter of it, and. You'd Get 30 chews because you're supposed to chew everything you put in your mouth mm-hmm. at least 30 times. Oh. Tall glass of water. Yeah, so you break it down because it's not the job of your stomach to break it down. Your teeth are supposed to break it down. Mm. And then tall glass of water, squish it around garlic, uh, gargle, and swallow it. Do you do it that every time. night? No, but if I felt a Just scratchy. Just whenever you start. Yeah, if I felt okay. a scratchy, thought, oh, I That's real preventative, quick. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, and it's got so many other benefits. It, you know, if it's yeast inside of you, if it's candida, if it's... Um, just for the antioxidant properties of it, increasing the efficiency of your immune system. And then the main thing, too, simple that you can do, wash hands. Right. Right? Right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about the, um, the wipes of killing bacteria. No antibacteria wipes. I'm talking about just physically... Wash your rubbing, soap. washing your yeah. hands with regular soap, not antibacterial soap, just regular soap. What about soap. the little things that are scattered all over the little Right, that I use, right? If I have somebody or I wipe down, right. yeah, sh- that shouldn't be on the... Re- it's physically just going to the bathroom using soap. regular non-antibacterial soap and washing your hands. Well, what's funny is you just gave us a really good list, and I didn't write them all down, but rest, eat healthy, reduce stress, vitamin D, garlic, mm-hmm. I mean, all these other things, but yet... This flu shot is getting so much attention. If we put as much attention on yes. the NBC Nightly News about do this instead of getting a silly shot at your doctor's office or at Walgreens, it would exponentially reduce the chances of you getting flu versus this silly and shot. And everything. Reduce your chances of everything. The bacterial infection that might be going around. Mm-hmm. The, you know, everything that's right. there. Because yeah. there's more than the flu right now. And you're, you're standing here saying silly shot, you yeah. know, after we were saying we're going <laughs> to, you right. know, talk both sides. It's not necessarily silly. It's about having all the information. Like yeah. Dr. Kelly said, it's when you're only here because your point is well taken. It's when you're only hearing about one that that can be a disservice because there's other things that we can do. There's, you know, the spectrum. There's the flu shot. There's not getting it. And then there's all this room in between. And that's kind of our job is to, you know. Be as educated for you and your family and make the right decision for Excellent. your family. So a couple of resources that you can look at. Um the one resource is your National Vaccine Information Center. So it's nvic.org, nvic.org, mercola.com, m-e-r-c-o-l-a.com. They have tons of information on there that you can just type it in. They'll give you a list of 
the uh, side effects, the ingredients on there, and then also things that you can do to stay healthy no matter what you're being exposed to. And then make the choice for, for you. I do have technology in my office that allows me to diagnose um, and uh, and assess how your nervous system is functioning. So whether you have a two-day-old baby um, or you have a hyperactive kid that's not sitting around or you have grandma, we can assess where the nervous system is at gently and no radiation, none of that, and see, you know, are you at that optimal level? So I said that one thing I wanted to do was to offer an opportunity. If anybody was curious, where where is my nervous system at? Where is my child's nervous system at? Are we staying at that optimal level? you're welcome to give our office a call and we can do an assessment on you. Just mention that you guys are Zen Parenting uh, Radio listeners, which I wanted to say hello to the ones that I already know. (laughs) I look forward to seeing the ones that I have not met yet. Um, But our website is chirotree.com. It's C-H-I-R-O tree t-r-e-e dot com and then all the information's there phone number and all that good stuff and you know what i love this conversation is because it's so you know we're talking about the flu shot and that's you know but a lot of people come to us and they'll say yeah my back's been hurting i should see a chiropractor which it that's fine yeah but there's so much more to chiropractic yeah. than the back pain there's like you said this overall wellness and this um you know the, the scan to kind of figure out where your nervous system is where well you grew up on chiropractic yes and i didn't have any idea anything about chiropractic. So when I first met you, you you tell me, oh, I have a headache. I have to go to my chiropractor. And I'd be like, <laughs> what does that have to do with your back? Uh-huh. And I, I, used to, I, I used to make fun of you. Yes. Like there's this, Most people have. At the time, <laughs> at the time, and there still is, there's a stigma I think certain people have against chiropractors. And I was part of that. But mm-hmm. now having done it for a few years and, you know, I don't know your your business model, Dr. Kelly, but it seems like the moms start with the kids and then maybe the <laughs> husband will come along. Would you say that that's safe yeah, to say? Yeah, maybe. I, maybe. I, see mom, I see mom or the sick kid first and then I see everybody else and mm-hmm. then a year or so later, dad is kind of, dad down. usually says, oh, I have a pain, mm-hmm. shoulder's not working right. right it's a physical and pain, then, yeah. And then I come in. But we work through the nervous systems. You have the headache, we want to get your body. I'm just get that privilege and honor to guide your body to heal through the nervous system and your body does all the rest. Yes. And you get to where you need to be from the inside out. You did it. And you get to continue with that balance, physical, mental, and chemical. Well, what's interesting is I'm not a uh, big pill guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like pills even if I'm sick. I don't like to take Advil or Aleve or whatever. But what's nice is when our girls get sick is it's nice to know that we can just – the first thing we're going to do is check your hours, make sure you're open, and head the gir- You know, make sure the girls are over there. So much better than – you know, these Facebook entries that I see of these women taking their kids into their doctors. And, you know, you have to do that sometimes, too. Right, sometimes but yeah. that's necessary. Our it first is. step mm-hmm. is always to go to Dr. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, a quick adjustment, the next day they're back on their feet. Would you say that that's I would accurate? say that happens. Usually they get the adjustment, and then they'll come home and be sicker, meaning like they'll get into that, that deep fever, and then the next day they're fine. Yeah. You know, it's like their body just gets kick-started into that Right, wellness. and then they do it all on their own, right? Yes. It's their whole body, they did it. And medication has its place, because if I'm having a heart attack, give me drugs. You know exactly. what I mean? If I break my arm and my bone is sticking out, I want pain drugs right. so you fix and it. And I want a cast, me. and I yeah. want the right. And then asthma, but then, you know, if your arm is broken, right, did that ER doctor really fix it? Set That doctor set the bone, but he or she just 
set it, guide right. it in place. It's still broken. Mm-hmm. You still have to do that whole process of healing it, yeah. you know, because it's your body. It always gets thrown back on you, right? I it's know. always your responsibility. Well, and you know what? That's what we talk about on the show all the time, and that's why this is such a nice fit because it's personal responsibility with your health, with your relationships, with your, you know, your self-love, with your, how you... How you put yourself out in the world. It's not about other people. It's about you. Yep. And the more you know that, it, the easier it is to love other people. Yep. So that's really yeah. our message. Yep. Would you say that, Todd? I agree. Okay. Good. No, no, I do. I mean, I I was a tough sell on the chiropractic thing. And now I find myself, like we're just at the hockey game Saturday night. And one of my friends asked me about, um, you know, our partner, Tree of Life. And, you know, I he had to kind of tell me to shut up because I wouldn't <laughs> stop talking about how amazing chiropractic care is. But secondly... How amazing your office is, you know, from a family standpoint. The girls walk in there, they're completely... Like, we've been to some other chiropractors in town, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's there's walls and doors, and it's very... It's not as family-friendly. I as definitely... Fam- great place for kids. Whereas everything is open, and then you get your games. And it's funny how the girls love getting on the table. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, they're just very at ease. Like, more so than I think that... I don't know, it's just weird to mm-hmm. see how comfortable, you know, my you know, Skylar's been doing it, what, pretty much her whole Since life. She was young, very little. What was it? When, when did, did Skylar start? Do you remember? I don't know. Two. Couple years. Uh, uh, yeah. But how, what's, it like, was what's, when I started. So what's the youngest kid you've ever adjusted? Mine, day oh. old, you know, mm-hmm. so less than 24 hours. Um, my sister's, all less than 24 hours. The outside patient, uh, less than seven days. I believe he was five days old. You know, so but my, he was a traumatic. He had forceps, you know, mm, so there was wow. trauma and it needed to be addressed. Hmm. Well, Kathy, you're looking at your point, but I'm engaged in this okay, conversation. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I just... <laughs> um, so what, why would a one-day-old need adjustment? That seems... Nervous and... system. Nervous system, nervous system. Your brain controls everything. You think of your nerves. It controls everything. Mm-hmm. And you're just not at that optimal level because small traumas can occur. And we want to make sure, whereas where I... I use the diagnostic equipment to assess where the nervous system is at. And you can see on, on this child who was five days old, the, the the changes that and you knew exactly where it was going on. And then it's amazing to see the babies who have no, like, pre-sounds like, you know, I'm going to have a big guy on the table. It's, oh, that doesn't hurt. Whereas you watch the baby just all tight and curled up. And then as the adjustment goes on, they just start to relax out. Mm-hmm. And, and the mom is just like, wow, mm-hmm. you know. And then the mom gets to hold a nice, relaxed baby mm. and then the baby gets to do what they're supposed to be doing healing and growing well and Todd think about the whole process of birth mm. the whole, coming through the birth canal I mean that's a they, they say that might be the hardest thing the hardest thing a body ever, do. ever does right. yeah the medical research says that 80 percent of normal deliveries can have some type of trauma that's yeah medical huge. research that's not alternative that's mm. that's the medical Interesting. stuff well we went long and I'm, I'm happy with that because okay. I feel like this and I want to keep Dr. Kelly for the rest of the show are you okay with that yeah yeah so we're going to talk about Lance Armstrong. <laughs> she said she didn't. She's... She doesn't have to say anything okay. if she doesn't want to. Okay. I just don't want to break it and then they'll have to kind of patch it over and all that. Let's okay. just go through it. We'll see it. how many comments I actually make. <laughs> Everybody's got to comment on Lance Armstrong. Okay, so it seems like in the last week it's been really obviously high on everybody's list of things to talk about. Oprah had her big interview with Lance. Lance came clean, said he doped and did all these blood transfusions mm-hmm. and everything else. And it seems like it's been two schools of thought. Um, either Lance is a, a horrendously bad guy, liar, cheat, scoundrel, whatever, uh, or he's this humanitarian that nobody should ever mess with. And you and I have had multiple conversations on this. And it's funny how I feel like people either want to 
demonize him or say none of that matters because he raised $470 million for cancer research. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Please tell me. Well, it's interesting because it's kind of like the, um, like what we were talking about, the extremes of the flu shot or not getting it and that there's no gray in between. There is a way that you can hold people accountable and especially, um, actually he's holding himself accountable now, which I know you have told me and I've watched all the interviews and read everything about that he bullied a lot of people in the process and he didn't make some very good choices as he was defending his untrue position. So I know that to be true. But now that he is holding himself accountable for this, I think that we can um, allow him to go through this process of healing. Meaning, I don't think that throwing more hatred on him or deciding that we're not going to forgive him or that is that he is beyond forgiveness is healthy for any of us. I don't think it's healthy as a society and I don't think it's personally healthy because I don't know about you, but I've made some poor choices in my life. And I may have made them when I was 17, and so am I, should I now be not forgiven for mm -hmm. that? Or maybe yesterday with my child, I said something that wasn't very kind. And you know, should I not be forgiven for that? Because that was a, and again, I know that you'll say, because you're looking at me like this is so much bigger than right. that. Right, that's exactly where I was going. I mean, he lied for years and years and years, and he sued people, and he did all these horrendous things to anybody who would get in his way. So not to say that your small mistakes are equal to his, but his are bigger. It's the bottom line. Well, and, and again, I know it's relative, but we have to look at this from instead of let's all hate Lance, what can Lance teach us about ourselves? Mm -hmm. And what can Lance teach us about society and about forgiveness? I'm not saying everybody just, you know, rejoice and throw your arms around him and start giving him Nike deals again. Mm -hmm. Or Nike. How do you say it? Nike? You can, you can say, say both, you right? You can say Nike. Um, okay, so I'm not saying we do that. I think that he, this experience is bringing him back to himself. Kind of like, sorry, Dr. Kelly, I keep pulling you in here. But it's kind of like getting an illness and having to feel that pain and work through it. So you can actually become yourself again. And Which is important, right? Exactly. He needs to, to feel that pain. But I, do, but I think he's feeling it without all of our hatred being thrown at it. You know, like the, the interview um, when he got really teary was about what his children mm -hmm. have to go through from now on. He has created an experience that his children will always have, have to, to deal, deal with. with. Right. And I don't think as a father or as a man or as a spiritual being, he feels too proud of that. Mm -hmm. No, you he know, started crying and he's, all that. Exactly. And some will say, well, he's not remorseful. How do you know? Right. And well, why? And that's what, and I'm going to play the other side of the coin. Okay, I'm that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you anymore on this because um, I guess I don't understand why people want to throw the hatred. Like, you know, he, he did what he did. He made a ton of mistakes. And now he's saying, I screwed up. Now, his motivation for doing it may be because the seven-year you know, um, thing where the he, perjury, the perjury mm -hmm. thing is now done. And there might be some other motivations that may not be in the highest. Oh, just forgive me because I think that I did harm, but really how did he hurt any of us? You know, like we thought of it, somebody else who, who might have, uh, justify more hatred is Bernie Madoff. Mm -hmm. You know, he took millions of dollars out of the pockets of people. Lance Armstrong I mean, I suppose you could say that he did he that. He did that in like the way of being paid for his skills. But, but he didn't. But he took all that money and then he gave, I think, quite a bit of it to Livestrong Live Foundation. Whereas Bernie Madoff didn't do right. anything with right. it. So I just, I guess, I don't understand 
how people can get so upset with this because he didn't really do anything to us. Don't you think it's just the big shadow effect issue of our society Mm -hmm. that when we don't want to look at our own issues, we just put them on other people? I think the reason a lot of people read certain magazines and look at certain websites and go on Facebook pages and say nasty things is they'd much rather say that person is worse than me Mm -hmm. instead of looking at our own stuff where I kind of feel like as I was watching that Lance interview, I thought... It kind of internally, I thought this can raise my game as far as my ability to tell truth. I mean, obviously, that's something I'm doing a lot of times. But do you ever go into a conversation and start exaggerating Mm -hmm. kind of something that's happened or something that you've said? And you're like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And again, I know that's smaller than what Lance Armstrong did. But why can't he be a teacher instead of someone I need to hate? Instead of a villain, right. Exactly, because one thing we talk about on the show all the time is forgiveness. And forgiveness is not condoning behavior. Forgiveness is not saying, oh, yeah, what go ahead. What he did was do- okay. Yeah, right? it's not okay. He's not okay. He he, he inspired a lot of people. And, you know. Right. So, go ahead, Dr. And, Scott. And as a role model, you saw that as a person, he made a mistake. And yes. now he's, you know, taking that mistake and, and doing right. If, if you feel that he is doing right by main it. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't understand the um, amount of hatred that gets spewed out because he... You know, all of a sudden came clean, and I don't know. It's I feel like I'm I'm repeating myself over and over. Well, today I saw this quote today, and I thought it was interesting because today is Martin Luther King Day. Um, Even though you're probably listening to this post Martin Luther King Day, and this quote is really good. He said, uh, "This is a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love." There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. Mm. When we discover this, we are less prone to hate our enemies. Well, and I feel like if, if we can, you know, to come from a, um, a place of spirituality or whatever the word is, it's easier to say how bad Lance is versus look at ourselves. Yes. You know, because I have to think about something. I might as well think about how bad Lance is versus... And how, how I'm not that bad. Right. Yes. Yeah. He is so much worse than me, therefore I don't have to look at myself. And this is not about being self-shaming or saying, oh, I have all sorts of flaws too. Well, it's not about being self-shaming, but it is an opportunity to say, he made some poor choices and look at where he ended up. What can I learn from that experience and how can I be more loving in my own life? And one of the ways is to allow the consequence. You know, last week on the show, we talked about punishment and consequences. Mm-hmm. Lance Armstrong is going to have a lot of consequences, and they have just begun. Yeah, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. And so do we need to punish him and hate him on top of it? Like when I was watching the um, the, the interview, I actually got I got on Twitter, because it's interesting to read what people are are saying. And my goodness... The, what's the, it's, I can't think of the word, vitriolic. Is that the right word? Sounds like a good word. I don't know. I don't, I may be making that up. Um, the anger and the frustration. And again, they may have idolized him. Maybe they gave to Livestrong. Maybe they were, had uh, people who were, um, who had survived cancer because of his story. But they he still survived, survived cancer, cancer because right. of his story. And it doesn't make it any less. Right. And so I guess it's that balance of it doesn't mean you condone it. It doesn't mean you think that he should have everything back, but there is a what can I learn and how can I realize, like Martin Luther King said, that the worst of others is also in me, meaning it's possible. Mm-hmm. But the best mm-hmm. is also in him as well. Right. There is, he, you know, one thing that you and I discussed was he kept saying this is a process and that shadow guy 
that he, he, I think he even said, did he call himself a shadow guy? Like the guy who is on these videotapes that Oprah kept showing right. where he was lying. lying right. He's like, that guy still exists. Yeah, he didn't deny it. He didn't existence. deny it. Right. He's like, that guy still exists in me, but I'm really trying to not have him be in charge anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that's very honest. Right. Because we all have that piece of ourselves that we don't like to have in charge. Well, and it's like any other story. Like you could either take your experience and, and, you could either suffer from it or you can learn from it. And I'm not talking about Lance. I'm talking about us. We can look at Lance's story and see that he started out with a lie and that lie perpetuated for years and years. So maybe we can look at his story and say, listen, it's just easier to tell the truth because he kind of painted himself into a corner and realized he had no way to get out. So if we can maybe learn from his experience, like, you know, any kid who gets abused as a child, they could either end up abusing their child when they grow up or they can use that experience and see how bad that affected them and do the opposite. So you can either take an experience, you can either learn from it or you can um, continue it on. And we always talk about how we can evolve. The whole idea is to be a little bit better, leave the world a little bit better place than the way we got it. Exactly. And one thing that Lance was able to say is that he just wasn't able to make this extra shift, which was he was diagnosed with cancer and his fierce determinism... Determination? Thank you. Determination got him through, Mm -hmm. right? And then when he got on the bike, he had fierce determination to win. But then when he got into this situation with, you know, with doping and with people charging him with things, his fierce determination didn't yeah. help him. Right. Because what he did is he fiercely, he fiercely defended himself mm-hmm. rather than allowing a new stage of awareness to come in. And so it's like, like he said, those fierce determination, it helped me with cancer, it helped me with the bike, but it didn't help me in this situation. So that's the thing. It wasn't all bad. But it turned bad when he started to perpetuate the lie. So I guess it's just learning. Yeah. Um, All right. Tournament of bad. Oh, are we going to do tournament of bad? Yes. Okay. Someone was saying that you were being too whiny talking about tournament of bad. Yeah, we got our second bad review in two years. (laughs) So I guess it could be worse. But yeah, somebody unsubscribed from the show because I'm too whiny. I know. So are you going to be whiny? I'm not going to be whiny. Actually, it's not even my tournament of bad. This is a guest entry into the tournament. Okay, let's hear it. My buddy Greggy, who listens to the show religiously, um, which I love. Thank you, Greggy. He has an entry, and his he's going for a promotion. So it's funny because now that I'm saying it on the show, it even perpetuates what he's going to be upset about. His wife posted on Facebook, "Cross your fingers, Greggy's getting an interview for a promotion." And so his entry in the tournament of bad is. Whenever you're going for a promotion, you don't want your wife to post on Facebook that you're going for it because it's like a no-win situation because now everybody is going to ask him how it went. And if he gets it, great. But if he doesn't, he's got to answer to the masses that he didn't get it. Well, and here's my two cents because it's already out there, right? Yeah. Maybe everyone's positive energy will affect the outcome. Greg, are you buying that? Maybe everybody thinking about Greggy will actually shift the outcome because I or believe Or maybe that. he'll flop on the interview <laughs> and he won't get anything and he'll actually get a demotion. I doubt that. That's extreme. Oh, you've never... Well, I was going to say you never met him. You had met little guy. I know him he very could, well and I think he'll do great in his interview. So uh, good luck, Greggy. I hope so, Greggy. So the other tournament bad entry is um, actually yours, even though you don't know it's yours. Oh. Um, availability of fast food, fresh... Opportunity. Dr. Shelley, you probably have something to say about this. What? Where are? Why are we, we just getting another hamburger place in this town? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's okay. a meatheads going in. Which Ooh. Todd loves meatheads. I like meatheads. I love my favorite burger place. <laughs> I know, and it's and that's the thing is my is Todd loves it, so I don't want to rip meatheads per se. But don't you think it's time for like a a healthy like? What, well, we what? found one. There's that falafel place on. Uh, Do you like that? 
I have not been there yet, but okay. everybody's been talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And I then there's that other place called Freshy that we haven't been to, but we don't. And know. I've been, I've been there. How yep. is it? It was good. It was. Is it fresh? It is fresh. That's good. Um, freshy. Yeah, freshy, <laughs> and. I, I just 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 emotional connection with different types of food, and that's that shift that you have to start moving in. So mm-hmm. the more that we get that exposure, the more we naturally go to those those types of foods. Because hamburgers are comfort food. Yes, that's yeah. what. Yeah. So people feel like, oh, that's my comfort food. Subway can be fresh. I know that's what the girls keep saying. How They're come like, Mom, you don't you like Subway? Subway? I do like Subway. We it's never just go to the it. Only when you have six new burger places in town, and then you've got Subway and. There's, I know there's potbelly. People are probably saying, oh, but there's this and this. Chipotle, potbelly. Yes, I go to those places. I guess I just figure, it. I, you know, like a Jerry's Deli. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so nice to like go have a fresh salad bar. and right. um, Jason's Deli Jason's is my, that's yeah, that's, yeah. I said Jerry's, but you're right. It's Jason's. Wrong name. So there's some Sorry, resources Jason's. for the for the people out there that want fresh, fast food. And it's not really fast food, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Jason's Deli, Chipotle, potbellies. I love falafel. I dream of falafel. I dream of falafel. You got any other... Um, Suggestions, Doc? That, that Freshies is over there, too. Um, it's in Oakbrook, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, whereas there's, there are, like, a whole bunch of burger places, yeah. too. Yeah, so. but it's shifting slowly but surely. Yeah. Right. The only way to mm-hmm. do it is to start attending them so they continue to get business and grow. Yeah. So, yeah, Avid. Oh, yeah, Avid. Forget about them. They're running a Martin Luther King Jr. special. <laughs> And you call them, and you say Zen Parenting sent you, and you'll get a really good deal. And they're the best at everything Painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. So they'll go to the suburbs, they'll go to the city. Painting, they'll redo their kitchen, redo your bathroom. They do it all. Yep. 630-956-1800, avidco.net. Yes. Um, so, Dr. Kelly, I wanted to formally say thank you for taking your time out to spend a little bit of Zen Parenting time with us. And thank you guys for inviting me. You bet. You're very welcome. And maybe we'll have you on again if there's another big story out there where subluxations have something to do with something. <laughs> well, they have to do with a lot of things, don't they? The brain nervous system. It's everything. It's everything. Right. So, well, this is Todd saying goodbye. And this is Kathy. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.